Hey everyone, I'm excited to be back here on the Living Beyond Sunday podcast. My name is Jonathan Sams, and I'm here with Mike McKee, pastor of Image Church in Marietta, Georgia. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. We're talking about the centrality of Christ. We just recently walked through the Christ hymn out of Colossians 1. Uh, I'm interested to hear his perspective on, um, he spoke a lot about how Christ holds all things together. Uh, For me, I think a lot about uh, Christ holding the world together, Christ holding the universe together, all these things that are much bigger than, you know, little old me. Uh, for you, uh, Pastor Mike, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? I mean, it's middle of the week. Like, what's that look like for you during the week? Um, I just always think about God holding stuff together. Yeah. Like, Man, he's holding the world together. Like, right. Um, so how does he hold you together? Well, you know, everybody's going through something in their life, some sort of suffering, some sort of circumstance, some sort of challenge. And I think it's easy for us to believe that we're isolated, we're alone. You know, this is either a surprise to God or caught him off guard or God just doesn't really care. And I think when you realize uh, who Jesus is, which you see really clearly in the Christ Him, that He not only created you, um, but He holds all things together, and you're part of that all. Um, that it's it's really encouraging when you're in spaces like that of going through things um, to know that you're not alone. Yeah, but see, I've gone through stuff. I mean, you walked with me through some pretty hard stuff. My dad passed away, you know, a few years ago, and that was really really hard. And I knew he held stuff together, and you know, for people with my theological bend to say God is sovereign, God does have a plan, it can be hard to personalize it to where, you know, how does he actually, like, holding me together right now? Like, he has a plan for me, he's right. sovereign over it, but, like, for him to hold me together, I mean, I could say he held me together, like, I didn't break, but, I mean, it can be hard to see in the moment. So, like, each day, like, how do you wake up and think like that and reorient yourself around the fact that, no, like, he is actually walking with you. I think, well, you, you alluded to this, understanding that if God created everything and he is sovereign, right, because he's the one that made everything and created everything, then nothing happens outside of his control. And a lot of times what we think is when we're out of control, God's out of control. And that's not the case, right? Like that's right. just not how how um, God is because he's sovereign and in control of everything. And so understanding that he's in control is a big starting point, but also um, understanding who Jesus is, right, like in, in the scope of things um, that, yeah, he's the creator, um, he's a sustainer. Um, but also it's, it's, it's more personal than that. And I think if we keep this as an abstract, like theological truth, right. That it never gets down to that like personal level. And so we've got to personalize this a little bit as yeah, well. So even like the way we use the term, like we've been talking about understanding, like that feels like very abstract to me, at least what's a, is there a better word you could think of? Maybe you can't off the spot, but like to like personalize it, like understanding to me, things like all brain, like, can I wrap my brain around this? Which, to be honest, like I don't think I can wrap my brain around the intricacies of how God holds all things together. But like, what's a better way to say that in my personal life, or a better way to think about that, or how do you think about that? Like, what's to personalize it? Like, we're just trying to personalize. Well, there's it. you know, there's there's theological realities like we talked about, but then there's there's heartfelt truths, things like Jesus loves you, right. He gave His life for you, you know, things like that. When you start to personalize those things to say like man there are there's more tethered to this than just you know concrete truths that like Jesus actually loves you like he actually died for you with you on his mind you know he did everything necessary to save you um man you don't deserve that love I don't deserve that kind of love and yet here it is we have it and so when you start to see it more on that personal level and and what's there I think that's where you start to get to that no that's really good I think that's like that's a challenge that I've had. I'm sure that's a challenge for a ton of Christians is like, how do we get that head knowledge to affect our hearts? And then how does it affect our actions? Um, you know, 
I even think like I've heard people say like I, I know Jesus loves me, but like I don't really feel him next to me right now. Um, and you alluded to this a bit um, when you were preaching at our, our, our church on Sunday of like, what is God's will for my life? Like, especially people who are um, younger, starting out their careers uh, can often struggle with like, what is God's will for my life? I'd love for you to unpack how you, how we think about that too, in relation to like, like, yeah, Jesus loves me. Like, and then we often like, yes, Jesus loves me. What's his will for my life? And we go searching for like all these different things. But um, I know you have some thoughts about that. What, how would you reframe that? Well, you know, a lot of people think about it like you're, you're in the jungle and you're on right. this path and you're like, oh man, I got to find God's will. And if I go <laughs> left, you know, then I'm, I'm going to miss it and I go right. I remember when I was in college and I've told this story before, um, I used to go, which way should I walk to class? Cause like, if I go the wrong way, I might miss the girl that God has for me. Like, you know, <laughs> as if he has one person picked out, which he doesn't. Um, but it was like, I viewed God's That's will as episode. like, yeah, it's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, but I, but I viewed it as that. And I think a lot of times we do that in, in the Christian life. We actually spend so much of our effort, um, like toiling over, and, and creating, you know, anxiety over what decision we should make and is it in God's will when God's will is really much more simple than that. It's to, it's to know Jesus, to love Jesus, and to make him known. And I think Paul makes that clear in his prayer at the very beginning. He's like, I want you to grow in the knowledge and understanding of, of who Christ is, right? He wants a deep abiding understanding uh, of Christ. And so if we see that as God's will, then it starts to, to change everything. So do you think it's a better question to ask when you're in these situations where you're like, I want Christ to hold me together and influence my day-to-day decisions instead of God, like spell it out on my Cheerios. Like, what should I do? You know, or God, should I go left or go right? A real question is just like personally just asking yourself is doing a or doing B going to make me more like Christ. Is that a better way to think about things? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, uh, oftentimes it's easier to think about it like this. It's not a path that you walk, but, but it's a person that you behold. And so you're saying, okay, what, what beholds Jesus more? And when you're, when you're asking questions like this, you go back to, I mean, really Jesus being the center of your life. Because when you're asking this, you're thinking about, and there's an awareness that's created about Jesus being the center of your life. And, you know, the deeper you know Jesus, the more you understand who he is, the more you understand what he's done, you, you see the implications of his saving work as well. Right. So though your life may fall apart now, there's a hope and a promise beyond that. I think one sidebar before we, I, I want to hit on that a little bit, but one sidebar, like, do you think it's possible to be in a situation in your life where you have two decisions and they like level out to where it's like either one is probably okay instead of like, you know, there's some situations I can think of in my head to where it's like one point A, point B, one decision would clearly be the more sanctifying decision to make or the one that would more behold Christ, where some decisions, maybe the beholding value, if you want to put it that way, is equal. You think that's possible? Oh, for sure. I mean, what you pick to eat in the morning, right? That's one of those decisions, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know, think man. God cares whether or not, you know, I mean, you know, then you go a whole different direction. Well, what about my body and all that? Yeah, I get that. But like at the end of the day, everything's processed. So here we go. You know, that's just the way it is. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, scripture either speaks implicitly or explicitly toward um, decisions that we're making. And so we can look at that. And again, when we're doing that, we're taking Jesus's word and we're, we're using that as a framework. So this is another element of Jesus being center of our life what's, as we make decisions. What's an example of an implicit versus an explicit in scripture? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you could say something like, um, uh, you know, 
what what job should I take? Right? There's not going to be a passage that says you should therefore go and be a lawyer and make design. You know, right. like, this is not going to be there. But what we see in Scripture is, man, um, how we structure our lives, how we love our family, where we give our time, our talent. You know, those kind of things. How we leverage those. So you're asking the question now, based on the the wisdom that Scripture plays out about you know Psalm 139. You're you've been knit together with the gifts and abilities that God's given you. Um, he formed you that way. So you're asking the question now. Okay, well, what job can I best steward? those gifts for God's glory and and God's good, and do so in a way that's, again, wisdom doesn't pull me completely out of the local church or doesn't remove me from my family. So those are, you're taking uh, implied truths of God's word, and you're using that as a framework to make decisions. Yeah, you touched on something I saw a lot is people making decisions first and then trying to fit Jesus in second. And that alludes to like what you were talking about this past. Uh, I love the illustration of Jesus not being number one or number two on a list of priorities, but that he's actually the paper or the thing you write your priorities around. Um, I think that illustration perfectly displays what Christ being the center should be in our lives. But you alluded to something that I think we just see a lot, maybe in the Bible Belt where we live, but people like, yeah, I'm going to move to... Uh, you know, 300 miles away from where I, uh, my Christian community, and I'll, I'll just figure it out when I get there. When what you're saying is like, that's probably not the most wise and probably not implicitly the right decision in that scenario. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's tons of decisions that we make on a daily basis that are not explicitly written out in scripture, what we should do or not do. But there's implied truths, love for neighbor, um, you know, honor for the Lord, holiness, those kind of things that help shape kind of how we you know, make decisions. It gives us a framework. And again, as we think through these things this way, we are putting Jesus at the center of our life saying, hey, he's not, you know, number one on the list because here's the problem when he's number one on the list. You can check it off and move on to number two. Right. And, you know, number one doesn't really impact number two if we view it this way and like a, you know, systematic approach. It's like, but if he's the paper that you're writing the list on, then he actually impacts everything that you do and everything's written in light of him. And, and ultimately, as you're beholding him, you're saying, how does he bleed through? How is he evident in and through each one of these other priorities? Yeah. Something, I mean, I don't know if you know this about me. Maybe it came out occasionally when we would try to grab lunch is I'm very indecisive. Uh, I can be very indecisive. Uh, you could just ask my wife when it comes to picking <laughs> dinner. Um, but when I think about that, though, it feels like you could just get like stuck in your head, at least for a personality like me, like stuck in my head about making a decision because it's like, man, like I really got to evaluate. Right. Is, is this really around Christ? And I got to spend a ton of time. Like, what do you like? For some, maybe some people are out there listening and they're like, yeah, man, I just make decisions off the cuff. This is, this is easy. But for me, I mean, it takes a lot of analysis and evaluation. Is there a better way for someone like me to think about this too? Well, the, the local church is huge, right? Getting wise counsel from other believers. And, you know, the way that, that God always speaks to us is through the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God. And so all three of those things are going to align when it comes to decisions that we make. And so when you come to places where it's like, man, I'm confused on this or confused on that, this is the beauty of of the local church. And I think for some, they don't lean into that enough. And so they do make impulsive decisions. And then what happens is they're like, oh, please, oh, please, I need help now. And it's like, man, you know, if you just would have talked about this earlier, if you would have just mentioned it to one person, you know, we would have said that's not a good idea, you know. Um, and so that, and also I would say the other piece is this is where biblical knowledge comes into play and, and depth of your abiding understanding of Christ. Because the the deeper you are, the further you are into that relationship, the more you understand about the the robust nature of the gospel, how, you know, it, it, 
it lords over your your life and helps frame these things out, it will become a little bit second nature because you you just you just know because you've ingrained these other truths. I mean, it's like God's word says, I've hidden uh, God's word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You hide it there, and it, it helps equip and arm you to be able to make decisions in this life. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, I so for me, just uh, I'm glad you said it because I lean into my community a lot. I've got like core people that I ask for advice and. I just go in ahead of time knowing that I'm going to listen to what they say, even if I don't like it. And I think that's super helpful. And another plug for the local church, I'm sure as people listen, they will realize that both you and I are huge fans of the local church um, that also uh, specifically local churches that do keep Christ at the center. Right. Um, You alluded it to you alluded to it here with a deep abiding understanding of Christ, like Paul talking about that in his first part of Colossians one and then the Christ hymn. And it's like, what a perfect way to try to explain an understanding of Christ in human words. Um, what is the way that we can boil that down where it's like week to week or day to day? Like um, just a couple things in your mind that help you center yourself around the centrality of Christ each day. I think there's got to be an awareness factor. I think there's got to be checkpoints throughout the day of what's at the center of my life. And I know that sounds weird. And it's like, oh man, do I need to set a calendar reminder? Like maybe, I don't know. Like yeah, some people, maybe some people may need to do that. They're super structured, but it, it's this awareness of like, like you should get to a place where, you know, your mornings are crazy, whatever. If you have kids and you're going to school or, but there should be a moment where you're like, okay, you've got a chance to reset, even if it's a minute or three minutes. And you're asking yourself the question, like, where, where am I at spiritually? You know, have I, have I nourished myself? You know, man does not uh, live on bread alone, but through the word, right? Like, so uh, have you nourished on the word a little bit? You know, as you're going into that day, are you thinking God, and are you even praying, God, would you be the center of my life today? And everything that I do, would it be in light of who you are and what you've done for me? Would that be evident in the way that I work and the way that I interact with others? You know, the decisions that I make, there's got to be a more intentional effort to be aware of where our hearts are each day. And I think, you know, part of the problem, and we've talked about this, is there's Sunday, and this is what I love about this podcast, there's the, the Sunday Christian, and there's, you know, every day the rest of the week. And and we've, like, separated those two things. And yeah. it's it's not, you know, two categories. It's it's one person, and it's the gospel message that impacts you Sunday, but also Monday through, you know, Saturday. Yeah, so when I think about checkpoints like that, I think about days where maybe I haven't been um, the most uh, centered around Christ. And I think about like, say it's like 4 PM in the afternoon and you reflect on that and you're aware of the fact that you haven't like, what's the, what's the way to like respond to that to just like, Oh, I'll just try again tomorrow. Or like, no, I can turn this day around. Or like, um, I mean, obviously you pray and you ask God to help, uh, one to forgive you, but two to like help you repent and turn around. But like, like seriously though, how does that play out? Like if you're trying to figure out dinner, like logistical life stuff is happening and you're trying to reorient yourself. It's not necessarily all the time feasible to like go lock yourself away and sure. read and pray. Sure. Um, but like, what would you do? I think the awareness one is commendable. Just the the sheer awareness to say, man, like I kind of did my own thing today and I didn't really not one time think about, you know, Jesus at all or anything spiritual at all. I think the awareness in and of itself is is a big win to say like, okay, uh, because it's less about like, all right, I've got to fix myself or fix the situation. Right. But it's like, I want to I want to reorient. And even tomorrow, like, let me make more of a priority in the morning just to take a second and be like, is, you know, I want Jesus to be the center of my life today. And again, that's not something you can manufacture. So I think even a small short prayer of saying, God, God, would you be the center of who I am? Yeah, no, I mean, those short prayers. So the awareness piece for you is key. Like, you, 
would you say you think like a lot of people that you encounter on a day to day basis just aren't really aware? Yeah, not aware. And then they, they just overcomplicate the Christian life, right? Like, for example, what you were talking about, okay, man, I realized it. What do I do? And I didn't think about it. And, and should I think about it? And do I set an alarm? Do I, again, it's just like if you have um, a, a, a pet, right? Like, you always know that you have a pet. And if you've been around people that really care about their pets, they're always like, I got to get home and let the dog out. I got to, you know, I got to go do whatever the cat, I mean, what you do with the cat. Like, those things, are, they're pointless. <laughs> Be careful. Them, my, wife, my, my wife loves our cat. <laughs> That's the evidence of the fall. That's how I do cats. <laughs> but, you know, you're like, I got to let my dog out. And, and, and oh, man, I got to get back early because I got to. There's like this looming awareness right. of pets in your life, you know. And if you have kids, not that they're the same as pets, but there's also an awareness of your kids, you know, like totally different. Um, but th- there's an awareness of like, man, I've, I've, you know, this and that we, we have these, your job, right? You don't just go like, Oh shoot, I forgot to go to work today. Right. You know, we have these ingrained things in us, you know, eating, you're not like, Oh man, I, I just, now some people do forget to eat, but most people don't go all day and not eat something, you know, or drink something. And, you know, so there's this awareness that we naturally have of all these other things. We've got to get it to where, where Christ is, is there as well. Yeah. Getting basically, not to where we have to, and this this probably isn't the right way to say this, but like Christ needs to be second nature, right? Like to a certain extent, like I'm careful, people. Like I'm not a heretic, but right. like like it's uh it's training yourself in that awareness so that it becomes so ingrained in you that you're not really thinking about it because you're just always doing it, right? right. And and well, I wouldn't even say it's not that you're not really thinking about it. It's you are thinking about it, but it's natural to think about it, right? You know, and again, part of the way that you get there is by being consistently around the things of Christ. So the Sunday gathering, this is huge, right? It's it's the huddle, it's the rally point. And then, you know, you've got community group at some point during the week where you're again reminded and you got conversations and different things. You've got time in the word. All these things are just are helping ingrain in you the centrality of Christ and helping cultivate a greater awareness for him and to that end. Yeah, I mean, I know some of the times I've been most encouraged in my life when it comes to like maybe maybe a day where it has been an off day is not like an intentional community group or, a, you know, a Bible study, but it's when, like, I hang out with a, a friend who's also a Christian, and then just Christianity or Christ naturally comes up, and then I get super encouraged, and it's like, man, like, let's take the hill tomorrow. Like, yeah. Um, and so I know, like, intentional Christian community in church settings is great as well, but also just those one-offs with other believers that can encourage you. Maybe maybe it's not even like, hey, man, I need encouragement, but just by the way they talk, it's like, man, yeah. that's encouraging. And I would say the opposite of that's true, too, right? The times where you really blow it are also times that remind you of the lack of centrality of Christ in your life, you know? And, right. And so I think being in an awareness of that, too, of going, and, and I try to distance myself to this end as well, when I, if I'm short with my wife, Ashley, or I'm short with my kids, I'm asking the question, like, why? Why was I short? What's going on in me? What am I... What am I not seeing about Jesus? What am I not believing about Jesus that would impact this? Because if I, if Jesus is at the center, right, and he's he's what I'm operating out of, then, man, I'm going to love them and speak to them in the same way, you know, that, that God's shown me that through Christ. Or I'm going to respond to Jesus in the way that I interact with them, the way I love them and care for them and nurture them. And so it's even in those misses that you have a heightened awareness of, like, man, I need to repent, right? I need to ask for forgiveness for the people I've sinned against, but also go to God and say, like, Lord, I need you to change my heart. Like I've, I've, I've drifted. I'm, you know, um, seeking control in my life or I'm, I'm anxious about something. So I've got to take some things before you. Um, and I need you to be the center of my life. Cause I can't like right now you're just not. Yeah. And do you find that like he, he shows up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, cause you start to anchor yourselves back in the truths, like we, right. we talked about. And, and again, it's not this abstract theology. And I think this is where people overcomplicate. They just open their Bible and they're like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. God did this. And God did that. I, I don't, 
I, this isn't connecting with me. And it's like, it's the true implications of those things. When you get into words like, like love and you get into words like son or daughter, right? You get into citizenship of a heavenly kingdom. Like it, you personalize this to realize like you are a person um, that was on Jesus's mind who he died to redeem back to be part of his family, that you get God forever. And that, yeah, it may be really hard today and things may be really bad or you may have really, really screwed up. But Jesus did everything necessary to save you from that, save you to something, which is his kingdom, and it's not going to be this way forever. And so sometimes it's hard to allow yourself to believe that. We talk about that a lot, you know, because you don't want to get let down, because what we think is if we anchor ourselves in the truth that we're going to see some sort of emotional butterflies and rainbows, that's not always necessarily true. Right. Yeah, I think in, in short, what I, what I hear is just one community plays a huge factor. Local church, Christian community, be able to remind you, um, I mean, you have to be disciplined on your own to remind yourself of the truth of God, but you also have to ask God to allow you to believe like, like the prayer, uh, when the guy comes to Jesus says, Lord, help me, uh, help my, I want to believe, help my unbelief. Right. Like that. I mean, I pray that often mm-hmm. because like, I find myself being like, God, I doubt you, but I don't want to doubt you. God help me not doubt you. And it's like, man, um, so Christian community, local church, prayer, asking him to help, but also just practically like uh, an awareness piece, like just being aware of is Christ at the center of my life or is something else. And I think it takes a certain level of honesty with yourself to be like, yes or no, right? Like we can lie to ourselves all the time, right? Um, Last thing on the awareness piece, what is, uh, how do you check yourself to find when you're not aware? Like, you want to be aware and maybe you're striving to be, but you just get caught up in the business of life. Who reminds you to be aware? Well, I think two things. I think one, the Holy Spirit inside of you, right? This is where conviction comes into play as a Christian, right? You, you, you know, Romans one, we all know right from wrong. Well, there's a greater sense of that when you're a Christian and you have the spirit inside of you. And so I think that conviction piece of, oh shoot, you know, um, man, I, I've not spent any time with Jesus or, oh man, I, I really jacked up there. Um, I think that awareness, uh, is or that that piece of the awareness factor is is really important, and so one being aware of that, you know, and, and allowing like, man, did I, you know, you're you're, just, you're constantly in self evaluation mode, not not in a way to overcomplicate this, but in a way to say like, if my goal is Jesus, then like, man, at the end of the day, how did I honor Jesus? Yeah, I think that's a great way to close. Is just um, maybe having some checkpoints uh, for for yourself throughout the day, whether it's right when maybe you're a morning person, maybe so it's right when you wake up. Uh, think how how am I going to center around Jesus th- today? Maybe it's uh, around lunch. Like how how have I centered around Jesus so far? How am I going to do it the rest of the day? Or when you go to bed, like how did I center around Jesus? And maybe you you do a mix of them and you just do it throughout the day. I think journaling comes into play here a little bit, or just just being able to be aware. So I would encourage you all to be aware throughout your days of am I centering around Jesus? And just know there's grace in that. Uh, but that the awareness piece is a great start to start walking with Jesus on the on a Monday on a Monday through Saturday, and then reminding yourself on Sunday through um, God's word being preached. Any last thoughts you have to to close? I would just I think this is a big piece to to really sink in because this is where we really get past the Sunday Christian. You know, the people that come in on Sunday they sit and they're like, "Yes, this is great," and they walk out, and literally it's like kids work, survive in advance. And you're back the next week um, because what you see in that is people that get in these lulls and they're like, man, I just and what they do is they're it's you know, the best example I have is like it's like if I blew up a balloon with my the air from my mouth 
and and that's the person and they come in on Sunday and I smack the balloon in the air and they float for Monday and Tuesday and they start to fade and then I come back and they expect to be smacked up in the air again right that's not the goal of the Christian life the goal is that that balloon's filled with helium and that helium is the power of the gospel released in us through the Holy Spirit that's that that comes through an awareness of that gospel on a consistent basis so if people could have a heightened awareness taking inventory of their life listening to the conviction the spirit brings and anchoring themselves in who Jesus is I think it would change everything throughout the week yeah, that's great. Well, I'm excited to continue these conversations. Absolutely. I just encourage all of you to be aware of how Jesus is being the center of your life. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. By the way, if you have questions, we would love for you to email those in to Pastor Mike at imageatl.com. And we're happy to hopefully be able to talk about those on this podcast. So Pastor Mike at imageatl.com, send us your questions and we'll hopefully be able to talk about them.